0: You want to get in on the action we want to hear from you email us at fade route mail at gmail.com with your questions comments picks segment suggestions you name it we want to hear from you we're on instagram too slide in our dms at fade route podcast get at us Welcome to The Fade Route with D and Z. Here are your hosts, D and Z. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of The Fade Route with D and Z. I am Z and this is just not my day. I dropped my coffee this morning I slipped and fell on some ice. We had some really bad snow and fell on my ass. And then this afternoon at work, I dropped the shelf and everything on my foot. My foot's fucking killing me. And yeah, it's been a week and a day, but you know who else didn't have a good day? Cam Newton and the New England Patriots. They hung 45 on the Chargers the week prior and they could not get out of their own way yesterday, losing 24-3 to the Los Angeles Rams. And here he is. I've known this guy since our days on Carousel Shoes. Flight crew through and through. The last QB in St. John's history.
1: What's up, D? How's it going, man? Well, my MVP prediction for Cam Newton doesn't look that great right now. (laughs) But I will say this. You know, they were playing on a short week. They actually stayed out in L.A. to play that game. Um, they were in the red zone and in striking distance on four different occasions. It's just that they turned over the ball or didn't execute when they needed to. So the game could have been closer. So I'm not going to rag so much on New England. But, hey, both sides are played to, are paid to play football.
0: No, absolutely. And uh, I think we can agree... We were having this conversation in our production meeting. Where does Cam end up next year? And prior to this week, I thought that he would... There was a possibility, an outside chance, that he would stay with the New England Patriots. And if I'm Bill Belichick, I am not pleased with what I see. And I cannot wait for this season to be over so I can reassess the quarterback position.
1: Um, You almost kind of wonder, like, is he going to be in the league next year? Um... You know, is he gonna be willing to take a backup role? Um, you know, he it it just seems like he can't pass. All right. Let's yeah. let's let's just start there. It doesn't look like he can actually complete an NFL pass. But to his defense, he's not working with top ten, top twenty receivers. Okay. But it also seems like the way the New England Patriots are game planning, offensive game planning is all right, we're we're just going to run the football and occasionally pass it. I mean, he was like, I think nine for 16 yesterday mm-hmm. with a little over 150 yards and a pick. Uh, so he's not, he's not doing himself any credit. Like what I'm, I guess what I'm trying to say is, is like, if this is a one and done year in new England, he's not putting enough on his resume for another team to be like, you know what? We need this guy. Like we need Cam Newton on our team. So I think that's the problem he's running into. So if I'm him, I guess one of the things I'm saying is is to myself is, is this my last year playing football and I'm just going to try to score a bunch of touchdowns, sneak into the playoffs and see what happens? Or am I auditioning for my future? Because if I'm auditioning for my future, I need to drop back and throw the ball more.
0: Yeah. Um, A lot of it was performance, but a lot of the evaluation and a lot of the eyeballs were definitely on Cam Newton as far as am I willing to do this, you know, or do I still see myself as the MVP from a few years ago, the guy who took Carolina to the Super Bowl? Do I still envision myself that way? Or am I willing to play ball? Am I willing to go into a situation and say, hey, let's get to work and go from there? And I think he's done enough to maybe not win a starting job, but compete for a starting job. And Lord knows there are going to be many, many positions available, possibly, you know, in Washington, in Atlanta, San Francisco. I mean, Jacksonville and the Jets are off the table. They, have, they are going young. <laughs> right. So, I mean, there's an opportunity. And, and Cam Newton, you know, he's at least earned an invite to camp. No,
1: I mean, we talked about it. I think we we both agreed that Washington would be intriguing. Um, Clearly, Hashkins is not their future. Uh, We don't think Alex Smith is going to probably stay there another year. He might be going to San Francisco. You know, he might even go to Jacksonville. Like, you know, there are other places for him. Um, But other places that might work out, you know, he he could be a backup in Baltimore, right? I Mm -hmm. mean, he could be a he could probably be a backup in Miami. I, I don't I don't I'm not saying he's the worst starting quarterback in the league, but um, you know, I remember Cam at Auburn. Like I remember Cam in 2015 when he was the MVP and his team only lost one game. And that's what I thought we were gonna get this year because in seeing his workout videos and in seeing how he was determined to set the league on fire, even the first three games. I mean, he looked great. I mean, against Seattle, he threw for over 300 yards. And let me tell you, when he runs the ball, he's not easy to take down. He's 11 rushing touchdowns this year, but he's not putting a good case together for him to earn another year in New England.
0: No, that's for sure. The, The New England ship has sailed. I think Belichick is fine with that. And I mean... There are plenty of quarterbacks available, so you know, Belichick will have his pick, or if he decides that, you know, he's going to invest more time in Stidham. I don't personally don't see anything in Jared Stidham. But if Bill Belichick does see something, he wants to nourish it, you know, that's you know, and nurture it that, that's all on him and you know, good for you. It's time for the fading where we give a nod to the trending sports stories of the week.
1: But like we said, one of the spots we thought he could go is Washington, and Washington showed last week that they're perfectly capable of beating undefeated teams with Alex Smith, and I believe I had that. You did. You did. Hail to the football
0: team, and hail to you. The Steelers were ahead, and they just fell apart they blew the lead for and granted you know it was three games in 12 days something absurd like that they've lost Devin Bush they lost Bud Dupree I think Joe Hayden got hurt they lost that guy Spillane so Connor was out. Connor was out yes so you do have I mean Mike Tomlin is never going to make excuses and injuries are never in a, a good excuse but they are a valid reason and a full Tilt Steeler team on regular rest, they probably don't lose to Washington, but they are victims of circumstance, unfortunately. And, um, you know, it, we both knew it was going to happen. It was a question of when. Uh, you had greater foresight than I did. I was actually going to take them to, I was going to take them to lose to the Bills, but, um, which could still happen. It could very well happen. I mean, this is definitely a thirteen and three team. It's not going to be a you know fifteen and one juggernaut. Absolutely not. There are plenty of holes, and you know those are they're, they're well documented with our podcast. You know they throw the ball way too damn much, and you know they they got exposed by the Washington football team and Alex Smith. And credit to them.
1: I just think I think the 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 three games in X amount of days, took a toll on them, right? Because they were winning. They were winning pretty much the whole game. Yeah. It kind of started to fall apart, you know, in the second half where you got receivers dropping passes, people missing assignments, and they really couldn't run the ball effectively. And, you know, the, wa- the Washington football team, like I spoke about, they play defense. You know, they're going to hang in there. Um, they're not going to, you know, um, try to throw bombs. They're just going to rough and tough it out with you. Um, I do think the Steelers we're going to find out a lot about the Steelers this weekend, right? We're going they're going up against Buffalo Sunday night football in Buffalo. This is a big game for Buffalo, This is a big game for Pittsburgh because this year only the one seed gets the bye. So if they want to get this bye, they're pretty much going to have to win out because Kansas City doesn't you know, doesn't look like they're losing anytime soon and and the Steelers would seriously benefit from the bye. I will say this though I do think Ben is playing very well. He dropped a lot of passes in perfect spots to his receivers, and they dropped it. He made a lot of calls. They they were also without Pouncy too. You know that's a yep, that's right. Big deal. That's the best offensive lineman. So, you know I'm going to cut him a break. And it's also it's hard. It's hard to go undefeated. I mean it's and especially you bring in the COVID stuff. You're losing players. You're playing on it, you know. You're playing early, you know, early or late or whatever. You know, it's it's up and down, left and right. The season is not very predictable for anyone. But you know, we do now know that they are vulnerable. So we'll have to see what happens going forward. Absolutely, they need to. They have. they still. They have to play Buffalo. Then they have to play Cincinnati. Then they have to play the Colts, and then they got to play the Browns. They got to win, really. I think they got to win all those games if they want that first-round bye.
0: More than likely, absolutely. The, that schedule is going to be murderer's row with the exception of Cincinnati. And like we said last week, if Joe, if healthy Joe Burrow is on that team, it's probably a different story. All of them might be murderer's row at that point. But the Chiefs, they don't have many vulnerabilities and they don't have you know, they don't have the injury list that the Steelers are working with right now. And I could definitely see them going one and four. I could see them pretty much t- going into a tailspin with the exception of that Cincinnati game. Cincinnati
1: game, yeah. yeah it's that, definitely possible. Yeah, it is it's definitely, definitely possible. possible. Um, you know, and then, you know, it it wasn't surprising to me But it was a little surprising to you that the Steelers lost. But what I think was surprising to both of us is that the Giants beat the Seahawks in Seattle. So I ask you, bigger win for the Giants or bigger loss for Seattle?
0: Now, for all the loyal fans of our podcast, you guys know I'm a big Giant fan. Huge. I'm a huge Giant fan. Huge. But I'm also a realist. I'm also a realist. So you tell me that that giant team without Daniel Jones, without Saquon Barkley going up to Seattle, they didn't come to the Meadowlands. They went to Seattle. It was a road game. And you tell me that they're going to win 17-12 and they're going to put a beat down on the Seattle Seahawks? I tell you, you're crazy. Just because of Maria with Colt McCoy, with Colt McCoy, yes, Colt McCoy. Not it's not like they, it's not like Daniel Jones was out and Eli was captaining the ship. It was Colt the McCoy, the legend,
1: Colt McCoy, the legend.
0: Yeah, the, one of the best QBs in uh, recent Washington football team history. But yeah, this is a huge win for the Giants, absolutely. But it is, well, it know- is an indictment of the Seattle Seahawks. I mean. With that team, the defense was rounding into shape. Russell Wilson, we were talking about him as MVP candidate. We both you know, we both had the Seahawks making a significant run in the playoffs, and yeah, you just you can't lose to a team that is not in your league. And that's very unlike Pete Carroll, and I don't think it's a mistake that will occur again.
1: Well, this is what I will say about the New York Football Giants, right? Outside of the drubbing they got by the 49ers, they have played pretty well against every team they've played against. Now, granted, most of the teams that are on their schedule are in the terrible NFC East. But when you look at a team like the Buccaneers, they lost by two to the Buccaneers, your favorite, your other favorite. (laughs) They only lost by eight to the Rams who just blew out the New England Patriots. Like they're even in the games they're losing, they're hanging in there. So maybe we are looking at the Giants in the wrong way. Maybe we see that Cole McCoy is the quarterback, Saquon Barkley's out, the NFC East is awful. But maybe we're looking at it wrong in that maybe the Giants are actually a decent football team because their defense, they're top, their a top 10, top 11 defense.
0: The Giants' defense is really good, and this is a testament to Coach Joe Judge. You know, you pack, You could have easily packed it in when Barkley got injured. You could have packed it in when Daniel Jones went down, but he's got them buying it. And he's doing something that McAdope never did, that <laughs> Shermer never did, And then didn't do for like the two games, three games that he was interim head coach. He had this team all pulling in the same direction. No diva nonsense. No, no Odell, no Landon Collins, no Olivier Vernon, no people that were dividing the locker room and were just worried about getting theirs. These guys are a team and is the, it is a great team thing to see. Do I think that they're going to go on a run and win the Super Bowl? Absolutely not. But, are they good enough to win this division? Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? They actually have the building blocks in place to be perennial contenders in this division. All that that needs to happen is that (laughs) Daniel
1: Jones needs to fix that turnover problem. Or you just ride with Colt McCoy, right? I mean, listen, They've got four, I think they got four games left, right? They have four games left. Four games, yeah. And they're all winnable games. They're all winnable. They got the Cardinals this weekend. They got the Browns next weekend. Then they got the Ravens. And then they finish with the Giants. So if you win three out of those four games, you could possibly win the division. But if you win all four games, I think the division is yours and you get a home game.
0: Which is crazy. At the beginning of the year, like if you, were, I wouldn't buy that for a second. But seeing how they are now, seeing how they're firing on all cylinders, and you know what, I would ride with Colt McCoy. I, I would definitely do that. He, why not? So, why not? Absolutely.
1: Just you don't know? turn the ball over, and he don't turn the ball over. He's never been that kind of guy.
0: No, absolutely. He's he. His issue is that he never had the arm talent to be that next level quarterback. He was always a game manager, and he was very good at it. You know He's definitely shown flashes of that in the past, so why not? And you know how it is with hamstring injuries. It, it's not something that no, yeah. is a quick
1: injury. It, it's
0: going to no, linger.
1: No. Julio's out this weekend. His hamstring acted up again. It's, it's not. I don't think it's worth it. Like, mm-hmm. you, you just think about – look, look at how you're winning games. Like, you're winning games with Gallman. You're winning games with Shepard. You're winning games with Colt McCoy, like just eke it out like eke it out um and you know you're right, Colt McCoy is a game manager, right he's like a he's like a lesser version of Alex Smith right yeah. I think that's fair to say that's very fair uh, and he's not gonna lose you games, but someone who's a terrible game manager and can lose any game Dang. even if they're winning with 30 seconds left in the game, is is the New York Jets, who managed to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. And I texted you and called you in real time when I was watching the game. As soon as they scored the touchdown and went ahead, I was like, they got it. It happened. Some bitch did it. (laughs) Then Derek Carr gets the ball with no timeouts left. Throws two passes and wins the game. What say you about this? And Greg Williams lost his job the very next day.
0: You know, just bury the lead on that. You know, um, what the hell was that final play call? How are you? What, you're you're calling an all-out blitz.
1: Zero what you coverage. Hail Mary. What are you <laughs> zero calling? coverage. right? Wait, right, right. did he just say zero coverage? Am I really not? Am I going? I'm blitzing what? right now. <laughs> wait a minute. There's five receivers. <laughs> Who's covered everybody? Nobody. Said, oh, no shit.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: Uh, and, and you, then, know you know
0: what? When when, I, when, I, when other when when it happened, the next day, everybody's saying, "Did he? Did he throw the game? Like, what was the deal? <laughs> like, wait, what, no, we can't have this. No, like, no, I know how important this is. Zero. I'll public. turn
1: this bus around. <laughs>
0: And, trip. I wonder if it's surprised Gase. He's like, that was genius. <laughs> Way to save the franchise,
1: Greg. You get a promotion. Oh wait, you got fired. Same thing. Same thing. <laughs> Please, I just I just want to be home for Christmas. What do I gotta to do to be home for Christmas? Oh, I got it. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, this... Zero out, zero blitz, zero blitz. Ready? Break. Uh all right. So <laughs> It's first, a joke. A joke. I at first I thought it was it was a terrible call. And I was all over Greg Williams, all over Adam Gase. And then I thought about it. And I watched the play a couple more times. And I said, you know what? Greg Williams is a really good football coach. I'm not saying he's great. He's good. He's got a Super Bowl ring. Yeah. Bounty Gate. You know, he's got he's got tenure in this league. He's been a head coach. He's coached events. He knows his stuff, right? Yeah, he does. Absolutely. Now. If they're on the 40-yard line, and there's 10 seconds left in this game, why not? Why not? Because if my corner, all my corner needs to do is keep the ball in front of him. That's all he has to do. So why is Lamar Jackson, who's also the name of the corner who blew this play, is he going up for a double move? Ruggs gives him a little shoulder fake. And he bites on it. But if he if he stopped to catch the ball right there, the game is over. You should have been just backpedaling and jailbreaking as soon as the ball was hiked. So I'm not saying I'm not saying Greg was wrong. I'm saying I'm gonna defend him in the sense where he thought he had smart football players. I'm not calling you know Lamar Jackson stupid. I'm just saying he thought his players understood the situation where the Raiders had to go 40 yards to score. So if I blitz everybody and everybody just covers their man, we should be fine. Because if Ruggs catches that ball not in the end zone, the game is over because they had no more timeout. They weren't going to be able to run to the line and spike the ball. So that's where I stand. It makes sense.
0: I mean, what's Greg Williams' nickname? Dr. Heat. This is what he does. This is what he does. He sends pressure. And you know who doesn't handle pressure very well? Derek Carr. And you know who else doesn't handle pressure very well? The Raiders' offensive line that has been ravaged by COVID for most of the year. So it was a gamble. It was a calculated yeah. gamble. And gambles don't yeah. work. But you, you know when the best time it is to, to gamble like that, to try something? When you haven't won a goddamn game all year. <laughs> Give it a shot. Yes you know why not
1: go you're going, you're going
0: nowhere you're going nowhere you might as well take a shot what's the worst that can happen and i was kind
1: of i was kind of upset with adam gase because i think this week he said he was pissed about the call and i thought that was really low of him to say about his defensive coordinator who he was with all year i'm not saying he had to defend him but you know to be pissed at that call because you know what if they got enough pressure or got up in his face and made the sack, the game is over. Okay. Exactly. Uh, I think it's more on individual coaching. Um, that player, Lamar Jackson, was on an island. Um, I think the moment was too big for him and he made a mistake. Yeah. And maybe he wasn't looking at the clock, wasn't looking at the down and distance, didn't understand the scenario. Maybe he didn't know there was an all out blitz going on. You know, he said he did, but maybe he didn't know because. He had no help, okay? Um, You know, he should have jailbroke as soon as the ball was hiked. Get back. Keep it in front of you. You're by yourself here. There's no one coming to help. They got the pressure. Derek Hart threw a perfect pass. And Ruggs had had a lot of drops in the game, and he even fumbled once in the game. So, you know, everything has to play out perfectly. The Jets didn't help themselves. Nope. They kind of did help themselves. Yeah,
0: exactly. And here, you know, one more thing, Marcus May coming out after the game and saying, I don't understand the call. That was a, that was a crappy call. You know what? He just got in the bus, drove over Greg Williams, and then backed over him. Learn how to yeah. be a professional, son. Do not that, repeat yeah. what Jamal Adams did unless you really yeah. want out, unless you want out already.
1: Not only that, but I mean there's only three or four games left in the season. Like, what do you fired him now for? Like, because of that play call? Because right. you lost the twelfth game? Like, what about the other games? Like, why now? So I just thought it was silly. I mean, like, just I would have kept everybody on. I you know, maybe it was because they didn't want the heat for the rest of the season and and put him through that. But and he's getting a paid vacation. He's getting paid. It's not like he's not getting paid. So Whatever. And I'm pretty Uh, sure he's going to get hired again. You know, Greg Williams has – he's got a reputation in the league, you know? He knows defense, man. Uh, And there's always going to be a place for coaches. There's always going to be a place for players. That goes for the NFL, and that also goes for the NBA, where a certain player, James Harden, is trying to get traded, not reporting to camp. And has given a new list of suitors, who now, since Brooklyn isn't willing to pony up, he's now added the 76ers, the Heat, and the Bucks as potential places where he'd like to go. Because James wants to play for a contender. He doesn't think he's, he thinks he's below playing for anybody else. So, if you're the Rockets GM, do who do you try to trade him to? First things first.
0: It is absolutely absurd that he has leverage in this situation or that he's considered to have leverage in the situation. James Harden is under contract. I want to reiterate that for like the millionth time. If I am the GM of the Rockets, I am taking the deal that benefits me the most. So if that's Miami, if that's Philly, if that's Sacrafegamento. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, I want to be rid of this guy, and I just want to make my team better. It's clear that it's going to be addition by subtraction. I need to find a guy that's going to play with John Wall and put a team together.
1: I will not tolerate um, players that think it's about them when it's about the team. And uh, we cannot make we cannot make decisions that cost the team, and then come off the sideline and it's nonchalant. No, you know what? I, I this is how I believe. Okay, I'm from the old school. I believe this. I would rather play with ten people and just get penalized all the way. Preach. Until we got to do something <laughs> else, rather than play with eleven. When I know. That right now, that person is not sold out to be a part of this Sing. team. Sing. It is more about them than it is about the
0: team. Yes, sir.
1: Cannot play with them. Cannot win with them. Testify. Coach with Can't do it.
0: That's it. And that's all my opinion of
1: James Harden. Well, I mean, if I agree with you, if I'm the GM, I need to get max value. And the only teams that can give me max value in my opinion, are the 76ers, the Brooklyn Nets, and the Miami Heat. And preferably the Nets. From the Nets, I can get draft picks. I can get people like Spencer Dinwiddie. I can get Landry Shamet. I can get Karis Levert. Like, I can get players that can play with John Wall and Boogie Cousins because all I'm looking to do is compete now. The chances of us going to the championship with Russell without Russell Westbrook and you know without Clint Capella and and without pretty much you know a, a a veteran coach are gone. Like we're not competing with the Lakers, we're not competing with the Bucks, we're not competing with any of these teams. Like what we need to do is just try to put on a good show. And start to rebuild the franchise. And we can't do that with James Harden, who doesn't want to be there. So I'm going to try to get him onto the Nets or try to get him onto the Heat or the 76ers in that order. That would be my phone calls.
0: I think the 76ers would probably give you, I mean, in terms of landing spot for him, he's going to take the least amount of heat. Just because there's already so much bullshit going on in Philly, I I don't think, and and you just added Doc Rivers, so there's a lot there already. So I think it'll just be one more meatball on the plate. (laughs) Same thing for the Nets. I, I think Kyrie and Kevin Durant and the rotating coaches and Steve Nash, who already has no respect, does not have the respect of his locker room. Like that's another thing. Just one more meatball on the plate where the, where it might be the best fit in terms of culture is the place that I don't want him anywhere near. And that's the Miami heat. I don't, the only reason, the only way I would want him on the Miami heat is for him to mouth off a of Jimmy Butler and for Jimmy Butler, to take a swing at him. like, that's the only, that's what would excite me about him being on the Miami heat. I think they have a good thing going, and adding him to that mix is just going to ruin it. So go ahead. Tank the Sixers. They're already an inch away from going off the cliff. Tank the Nets. They haven't even started yet, and they're already an inch away from going off the cliff. Just the Miami Heat, yeah, I mean, for me, it's too good of a situation as presently constituted. I wouldn't
1: mess with it. As I actually disagree with you. I think the I think him and Jimmy Butler would get along great because Jimmy doesn't want to not that Jimmy doesn't want to be the guy, but Jimmy does so much that if he could be the second, it would be more beneficial to Jimmy Butler. Like he was exhausted after those games he was playing with the LA Lakers. If he had James Harden shooting the ball from half court or the corner or driving and getting buckets and he's more focused on You know, pretty much getting twenty and eight or twenty and ten, that's that's better for him than to go like thirty and thirty and fifteen or thirty and twelve. So I, you know, I they do have a good thing going, but they do have a lot of assets. And this this kind of this this kind of situation is like a Pat Riley dream, right? Because Pat Riley knows how to draft players. Pat Riley knows how to put a team together. So if he was to get rid of a not that he would, but if he was to get rid of a Bama Badejo or a Tyler Hero um, or Miles Leonard, he'll or he'll get those guys back. Like he'll 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 wind up getting those players again in the draft, and he can he's definitely gonna be like a, a four or five seed with with uh, James Harden. Mm. Uh, so, you know, I I I I don't I think he needs to leave Houston. There's no point in him staying there. But yeah. I think the door is. Open for a trade, um, you know, if if somebody really wants it.
0: If I'm Riles in the Heat, I'm waiting a year, and I'm I'm putting a blank check in front of Giannis, like that's just yeah. my yeah that's just yeah. what I would do. I would keep I would put him into the mix because I already know the kind of guy he is and what kind of guy he isn't, and. Uh, James Harden is too much of a divisive force. Whatever he does on the court is great. I mean, you can't dim- you can't diminish what he does on the court. He's a fantastic talent. It's the other stuff. It's always been the other stuff. And you know, if I can get a guy with the character of Giannis and the ability of Giannis for just money. That's fine. I I I I'll wait. I'll sit this one out. In this game of musical chairs, like I'll just go stand over there.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, one team not sitting out is Ohio State. Uh, the Big Ten waived their six-game rule so they can have Ohio State against Northwestern in the Big Ten championship game. How do you feel about that? I mean, we both knew it was going to happen, but it's kind of dirty, no? Completely dirty,
0: but at the same time, it's, it's the NCAA so
1: well no be, it's, big 10, right? well, it's, yeah, it's big the big 10 right it's the
0: big 10 I mean, under the umbrella of the ncaa so i mean but, it, it's pretty that college football in general college sports in general there's always that little bit of griminess that little bit of shadiness that you just want to take a shower after you're dealing with it and it doesn't surprise me at all i mean granted if the shoe is on the other foot no, they would have kept the six game rule in place and told no northwestern to go fuck a duck so i mean i get that it is a be- it's about getting their cash cow into the game and right. at, at the end of the day i just hope i hope northwestern wins
1: yes like exactly. i'm, rooting, yes. For go I'm purple, rooting for go northwestern. purple 100% and the worst part about it is is now like if you if you change the rules right just so you can get Ohio State into this game, how could I even look at this game and think it's going to be played fairly? Right. Like Because clearly the only reason why you put them in is because you want them to win and you want them to get into the playoff because they had a vote on this, right? They had a vote that with all the Big Ten schools to vote that Ohio State would be eligible for the Big Ten game. And the only team that voted against them was Indiana. Because Indiana's like, well, what the fuck? Then we would have been playing in the Big Ten Championship. And that would have been good for our school. And that would have right. been a big deal right. for us. But everybody else is thinking about the conference as a whole. Because we want them in this college football playoff. We want them to have the opportunity to win. So, so what are you trying – so then in that situation, you're saying you don't want Northwestern to win. You're, that's what you're saying. You're literally right. saying that. You're all sitting at this table saying – Oh, yeah, it's great that Ohio State's playing Northwestern, but you know what? We want Ohio State to get into the – we want them to have a chance to get into the Big Four. So, no, I'm all for an ACC, SEC, Big Four uh, college football playoff. And you know what? Who gives a rat's ass about this college season anyway? Because it really – even I think it was recently Boston College was supposed to play in in a bowl game. And the coach is like, listen, my players are exhausted they're physically drained from this whole process. We're not playing the bowl game. Yeah. LSU, and you, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. That's what I was just about
0: to mention, Coach O.
1: Yeah, with the uh, the losing season,
0: oh, we're gonna have we're gonna voluntarily, you know, we're gonna have a bowl ban this year. <laughs> yeah, because you had a losing <laughs> season, you fucking idiot. What could Coach trans- O. Are you freaking Good kidding years. me? Like, could Good you be any less this. transparent?
1: Good year and to decide. This, less Coach transparent.
0: Joe. What about Notre Dame, right? Notre Dame has not been affiliated with any football conference ever. Now all of a sudden, oh, we're going to be part of the ACC. Like, are you fucking
1: kidding me? Big time. <laughs> Big time. No, it's it's such it's such and the answer to all questions is money, right? It's all about money, but in this case it was really shady and I kind of felt bad for Indiana cuz Indiana actually had a good season. Like, they had a good year, and you took this away from them. You just you just, you just diminished the value of the Big Ten Championship. Ohio State didn't even play Michigan, man. Nope. Like, John Harbaugh might not ever coach a college football game again. Like, it, you know, we don't know what was going to happen in that game, and most likely Ohio State was going to win. But then what would have happened if Ohio State lost that game? Then what would you have done? Right. Then what? And would it would end up being then Indiana what? versus Northwestern. Right, and then, then what's the value of that game? Does that game have no relevance to anyone? Come on, it's foolish. It's 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 bush league. Um, it's beneath them, and and like I said, go purple.
0: One hundred percent, go purple.
1: And speaking
0: of conferences, the <laughs> NHL has great. put together a new plan for this upcoming season, starting Batman. January thirteenth. Gary Batman. Oh, Gary. So it's now a four conference system. One conference is all Canadian. The second is going to be most of the Northeastern teams. So you have the Sabres, Bruins, Rangers, Devils, Flyers, Islanders, and then the Washington Capitals. So it's like (laughs) this is a freaking death division, like right there. Death, absolute death division. The second one is kind of Midwest because you'll have Detroit, Chicago, Minnesota. You're going to have Carolina because, you know, that makes sense. Uh, The Panthers, the Lightning, the Predators. What the hell is going on here? But the Washington Capitals are in the death division. The group of death, if this was the World Cup. That would be the that would be the uh, the metropolitan division, and the final one is St. Louis
1: and everybody else. It's the Pac twelve. The final basically,
0: the Pac-12. but St. Louis, St. Louis,
1: like you know, come on. Man. The Golden Knights are okay too in Dallas, it, but
0: the the Golden Knights are okay. Dallas was in the Stanley Cup Finals, yes, but that division is going to be completely watered down with pre- practically every California team. Because none of them are any good right now.
1: And just so everybody knows, you know, this realignment is is being talked about in place because Canada is pretty much not letting any Americans go across the border for any reason, uh, especially for sports. So the Canadian division is really just letting Canada play at once themselves, and we realigned the American teams, uh, you know, just to play a, a fair schedule and then, uh, you know, enter into a playoff. Probably playing not 82 games, they're probably gonna play 53 games. Now the first yeah, I think 56 I at, was on the table. Yeah, 56 games. Now, the first time I looked at this, I thought the same thing as you this is totally unfair. I mean, the teams in the east are gonna murder each other, like like Philly, uh Pittsburgh, uh the, the Rangers, the, the Devils, and the Islanders, they're all gonna kill each other. And then you got you got the, the Canadian division, it's like this is like real hockey. You got the Flames, the Oilers, the Canadians. And then the other two, like the Central and the West, they're they're just soft. Like, I just I don't know how you can equate this to fair hockey and then and then and then you're gonna have them play in a playoff. Like I mean, I think they're still working and this is the working structure they're going with right now. But yeah. I mean the first time I looked at it, I thought I was like, This is completely unfair. I, I think it's a little better now, but man. Gary well D. yeah well the, the thing is
0: like you're gonna earn it because you're not playing anybody outside of your your division you're not gonna play anybody until you get to the bubble so you're gonna have like if you're the rangers right you were on yeah. the cusp last year you just got lafreniere you're going you're trending upward you're gonna get battle tested this year everybody's come that you are going to be in some, you're going to be in some playoff level hockey from jump. So I, I just think you're just, you're creating a
1: very hostile, a very hostile environment because you're going to play these teams a lot. Like you're going to, you're going to see these guys a lot. And you know, hockey is one of those sports where it doesn't necessarily stop once the the horn blows like you remember the last game you played against these guys in this situation, it could have been as as early as two or three days ago. (laughs) Right. So, yeah, no, but it's, it's all, it's very, it's
0: very similar to what happened this year with baseball. And that you know, you could be hypersensitive and a bat flip could lead to a brawl. So a hundred percent, you're absolutely right. You know, Sidney Crosby goes a little too nuts on a celebration. Next thing you know, Matt Martin is cross-checking him into the boards. You know, and then all of a sudden a brawl breaks out, and you know tensions are high. Tensions are going to be high, like that. Welcome to COVID America. You know, so or or, Canada (laughs) or COVID Canada. You know, they'll allow their athletes out, but they can't come back in. That's very interesting. Housekeeping anyway um I think it has the definite potential to be great hockey. Canada is gonna have four playoff teams this year <laughs> yep. it, by no by just by default they're gonna have four playoff teams <laughs> so good job Canada
1: whoever negotiated that is a winner. That is awesome. Buffalo should have been like, yo, we'll go play in Canada. We'll, we're right, we'll go play there. It's right over the border. We'll play. Log-
0: we'll logistically, play logistically, right, Boston and Buffalo make more sense up there if you're going to put Washington in because then you just put Carolina in and call it a day. So, I mean, clearly, I mean, there was some gerrymandering, not to go full Steve Kornacki on you. But there was certainly some gerrymandering going on. Hell, even Detroit could have fit up there because Detroit's right across the border. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, but, you know, Justin Trudeau doesn't want Americans, uh, American teams coming in. So I guess that means the Blue Jays are going to be back in Buffalo this year. I mean, we're just kind of breaking that a little bit early. Bullshit or no shit? We're going to debunk this week's most controversial sports topics right now. It is now time for the riveting game that you love so much. Bullshit or no shit. You know the rules. We give a topic and we say a statement. We either think it's bullshit or it's going to happen and it's no shit. Number one, bullshit or no shit, the Falcons will trade Julio Jones this offseason. What say you?
1: Yeah, I'm going to go no shit on this one. Um, you know, it's, it, it's, it's unbelievable. He's actually been in the, the league for 10 years. He's number one in receiving yards for the franchise, but it looks like a rebuild is in their short future here. Um, he's a seven-time Pro Bowler, two-time Old Pro. He's 31 years old. But he's got two years left on his contract with an option for a third. You think about a team like the Rams. Think about a team like the Raiders. They are gonna want, they would take a fire on Julio Jones for two years. What about Aaron Rodgers? You imagine Julio <laughs> and, and uh, Devontae playing together? Because, you know, they didn't make a move for Fuller this year, which was a smart one. But what if they made a move for, for Julio Jones? Or how about we even talked about this Baltimore. Baltimore needs a receiver. Better Desperately. Big dude. He could play in that north. He could play north football. So, yeah, I'm going to have to go no shit on this one. I think that whole team is going to be broken up this after the season. I concur. The Falcons
0: are going nowhere fast. Raheem Morris has done a marvelous job. Raheem. <laughs> Raheem.
1: Raheem. I still think you should name your first kid Raheem. Raheem Zinzi. It's not a bad It sounds hit. great.
0: It's not, it's not bad. It's not, I, I'm, I will take it into consideration. The misses may not like it, but you know what? I'm fine with it, <laughs> but um, you know, he's made chicken salad out of the chicken shit that Dan Quinn left when he got fired, but it's not enough. You need to rebuild this team. You need to get more depth, especially on defense, you need to get guys and players on that side of the ball. You need to accumulate assets and draft capital. So, there are only so many ways you can do that. Gurley's not going to get you anything. Calvin Ridley is... I think you'd want to keep him. Hayden Hurst is a guy yeah. you'd want to keep.
1: Yeah.
0: And so, that leaves you with two guys. Julio Jones and Matt Ryan. Now, Matt Ryan is a little bit longer in the tooth, so he's not going to get you as much, but you certainly could get something for him. But... Really, the golden goose is going to be Julio Jones. The question is, with his recent injury bugs, his recent injury history, our team's going to shy away from that. And a team like the Baltimore Ravens, who can't catch a cold, they'll they'll be a okay with it if it means that it takes some of the pressure off of Lamar Jackson and they don't have to rely on guys like Des Bryant trying to you know ship <laughs> two years of rust off and then. Coach, I'm ready to go. This is going to be great. My first game in two years. Oh, you tested positive for COVID. What the fuck? <laughs> but, you know, getting an established player like Julio Jones will be a godsend for Lamar Jackson. So, it not only is it no shit, I'm calling the shot. The Raven the Birds are going to make trade, uh, make a trade. Falcons and Ravens. You heard it here first. Bullshit or no shit, topic number 2. Carson Wentz is done in Philly. I am saying no shit on this one. He is just looking – he looks terrible. He's Mitchell Trubisky bad, and they benched him for Jalen Hurts. Now, granted, they've been living off that Super Bowl. I mean, I'm going to say it till I'm blue in the face. They won that Super Bowl, and they're coasting. So, you know, Carson Wentz is just a victim of that circumstance – but at the same time, he has not done anything that warrants your confidence if you're an Eagles fan. So you know what? via Condios, you need to get more players. You need to get more draft capital too. And you know what? There's a team in Chicago that needs a quarterback, and you're better than both of the guys that they have already. So if I'm Howie Roseman, maybe I call up Ryan Pace while he still has a job and say, hey. What do you want? You want to mess? mess up your franchise some more before you leave? Absolutely. What do you I think? Got? I, I think
1: I can do that. I think I can do that. Hold my beer. Hold on. a second. <laughs> um, I'm actually going to disagree with you on this. I'm going to say bullshit. And the reason there's a couple of reasons, but the first one is the contract because he just signed an extend. He just signed a four year deal, $128 million with 107 of it guaranteed. Uh, that takes him from 2020 to 2024, but there's an opt out after the 2021 season, um, and so you know maybe you give him one more shot because you know it's a it will be a contract year for him and he can kind of say oh I played really well I'm gonna opt out and then you got you still have Jalen Hurts. Um, the other option would be to trade him before the league year would start but even if you did that you're going to have 30 million dollars in dead money and uh, uh, just from a, just from a money a contract perspective i don't think it's possible then the next part about it is is you do know, is this really all his fault now i've seen the games he's missing guys like he's missing people like he's not he's not throwing it to the open receiver he's very Happy with his feet. He's overthrowing guys. He's throwing interceptions. He's fumbling the ball. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say it's not all on him. And some guys just have a bad year. Like he could just be having a bad season. We don't know what's going on in his personal life. We don't, you know, we don't know what's going on with his COVID situation. And it just might be a tough season for him. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt from the GM. And I'm going to let him come back because he's going to be in an opt-out year. So, after the next season, we can make the decision, okay, are you coming back or have you decided this isn't working for you? There's no, there's not a lot of talent around him. Like, who's he throwing passes to? Alshon Jeffrey? Like, you know, Fulgham? Like, who's he throwing to? And then the line is hurt. Peters just went on IR today. Kelsey has actually not been – he's not been playing well because he's hurt. So, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say, you know, he needs another shot from a financials perspective and a playing perspective. Bullshit or no shit. Final topic.
0: The Rays will trade for Cubs catcher Wilson
1: Contreras. Yeah, so, you know, I looked into this a little bit, and, you know, I'm going to say bullshit. And the reason why is because... The Rays have always been able to find talent in weird places, right? And I don't think they have the prospects or the players that the Cubs are going to want for this guy, right? And the whole, you know, just to give everyone a backstory is, is like the Cubs actually have a catcher in waiting. They have Victor Carantini, who's a suitable replacement for Wilson Contreras. Now, he's not Wilson Contreras. Let's be very clear. He's not, but you know, for the money and for the value you're going to be able to get for Wilson Contreras, it's time for Wilson Contreras to be traded. Um, I just think that you got a guy like Real Muto out there, possibly, and, you know, you've proven you can win games with Mike Zanino as your catcher. Like, and I believe Mike Zanino is a free agent. You can go get him back again if you wanted, or you can try and sign, you know, another guy. I don't think you necessarily need to make this move.
0: I'm gonna go no shit on this one. I think that, well, from a Cubs perspective, they're cutting costs, so they're they're attempting to cut costs. Right. So Lester is gone. They're floating the idea of trading both Chris Bryant and Wilson Contreras, not in the same deal. Although if you could pull that off, it, yeah. it's good. It's going to be like. Uh, Padres level deal where you're gonna, I'm mean, gonna you need your top five prospects and probably a ready guy. <laughs> so, and AJ Preller might do that because he's crazy. So as we've seen, but the Rays do have some guys. They have Wander Franco. I do. He's the consensus number one overall player in prospect in baseball. I don't think that guy is gonna get moved for Wilson Contreras. But you know, you have Brent Honeywell. You have, I mean, Willie Adamas. Cause you have Javi Baez is going to be a free agent next year and you could very well lose him. So maybe, maybe you just take somebody off of the Rays roster already. And like you said, they can find talent in other places and maybe Willie Adamas is just a pawn that you sacrifice to get a player of Wilson Contreras, uh, his caliber. So, you know, I don't put it past them. It's within their own possibility. And I think it's just time for them to pull the trigger on something. Time to see what's cooking this weekend. Sponsored by As You Eat It, only on YouTube. That's AZ You Eat It. Check it out today. All right. Week 14. In the NFL is here, boys and girls. How did you do last week?
1: I got eight games last week. Not my best week, but definitely better than two weeks ago. So I'll take it. For How sure. about you?
0: Uh I had ten. But um Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Well, you know, I got suckered in by the Cowboys. I out I outthought it. I overthought it because I thought that because Lamar Jackson was coming back from COVID, that he wouldn't be Good to go. Well, no, it was still the Cowboys. And you nailed the football team over the Steelers. So,
1: uh, good I to go. Yeah, I got screwed by the Jets, and I got screwed by the Seahawks.
0: Yeah, we both got screwed by the Seahawks on that one. But you know what? I, I'll take that one because it meant the Giants
1: won. So Yeah. Hey, All right. Let's, Let's get into the pick segment. Let's so go. I've, I've got Tampa Bay. Beating Minnesota, keeping their playoff hopes alive.
0: The the Vikings do not look good at all. The Buccaneers are coming off the bye, so they're rested. They're fresh. Yeah, Tampa Bay is going
1: to take this game. Mm, And I'm going to take your New York Giants to keep the winning going and beat the Arizona Cardinals.
0: It's the game of competitive agreement because I am taking – the New York Giants, my New York Giants, to stymie Kyler Murray. That defense is for real. James Bradbury is going to hold down DeAndre Hopkins, and Colt McCoy is just going to do enough to win. Graham Gano, six field goals. We're going to call it six field <laughs> goals for Graham Gano.
1: So you're telling me I need to pick him up in fantasy? All right, I got to do that right after this call. One of um, the best kickers in the league. All right, now I've got the upset alert. I've got the Miami Dolphins beating the Kansas City Chiefs. They
0: play defense
1: down in South
0: Beach. They do play defense in South Beach. You are absolutely right on that
1: one. And when they can't play defense, they fight you. <laughs> That's, <laughs> what happened. That's what happened last week. The well, players did got did you out of the game see for that fighting.
0: clip? Did you see that clip? The offensive line was their fat asses were still on the bench. <laughs> get him, get him. Give me a sandwich. I'm going to take the Chiefs. Again, I'm not as brave as you, but Miami is going to keep it close. It is going to be a competitive game. Yeah. And, yeah, I think um, Kansas City is probably going to win by a touchdown.
1: All right. And now I have uh, Tennessee getting back on track and being their division rivals, the Jacksonville Jaguars.
0: It's not even close. The Titans are going to win this game. Derek they Henry. This game they need to win this game. They they need need win yeah. this game. Well, Derrick Henry is going to put fifty other guys on his back
1: and just going to roll it at home, run roll it home. God, I hope Knox. I'm playing him in fantasy. All right, I'm going to take <laughs> Dallas to beat the struggling Cincinnati Bungles. This is a hard
0: one. It's like both of them suck. So it's like, which bowl of shit do I take? Do I take the one that kind of smells like cherries? Or do I take the one that kind of smells like rotting apples? Uh, You know what? Screw it. I'm taking the Bengals. Why not?
1: Why not? Boom. All right. I'm taking the Houston Texans to beat the Chicago Bears. Chicago just can't score. Houston actually looked really good last week um, in a a tight game uh, with um, with the Colts. So, I, I I think they pull it off this weekend and beat Chicago.
0: I can't in good conscience pick the Bears. Matt Nagy doesn't know what he's doing. Trubisky sucks. You know, ever since they got rid of Bill O'Brien, Deshaun Watson's been playing better. That team yeah. in general has been playing better.
1: Romeo, so, man. Romeo. Romeo gets guys to play well. It's, uh, it's a shame he's not going to be able to keep that job. <laughs> That's the thing. He's like eighty
0: too. He's like he's old. I know, but at the same time, look what he's done. You know, you got guys like Fangio who can't do jack shit, but you got a guy like Romeo Cornell. You know, he's not going to get his interim tag removed. So, but he's going to get the win. He's going to get the win on Sunday.
1: Okay, Um, a little bit of an upset, I think. I'm going to take Carolina to beat Denver, even though I do like. I do like the way Denver played against Kansas city, you know, give them a little credit. They, they put up an offensive, you know, they're competing offensively and defensively. And um, I think, I think uh, they're still going to lose this game to Carolina. The Panthers are going to win this
0: game. Uh, The Broncos are going to be that be without AJ Boye. He got suspended for performance enhancing drugs, another genius. So they're going to have, You know, the best member of their secondary is not going to be on the field. So Robbie Anderson is going to have a huge
1: day. I hope so. He's starting for me and my fantasy team. All right. So next I've got Seattle beating COVID. COVID's code word for the Jets.
0: The Seahawks can't lose two in a row to the New York teams. And the Jets have proven that they'll actually lay down. So, <laughs> it, it, you know, wait, I got a chance to win? How do we fix this? No, 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 no.
1: They're like the guy at Buffalo Wild Wings, like hitting the hitting the button <laughs> so the sprinklers come up when they try to score. All right, Um, this is going to be a good game. I'm actually going to take the Colts to beat Vegas. I think it all really has to do with the fact that, you know, the Raiders haven't looked good lately. You know, they almost lost to the Jets, and they lost to Kansas City. I don't think they're going to get back on track. I think they're going to lose this game to Indianapolis. I think that the Colts are going to win this
0: game. They're a more complete team right now. Yeah. The Raiders need to thank their lucky stars that they played the Jets last week. The The Colts are the Colts are going to win by, we're going to say, 10.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Um, I've got the Washington football team beating the San Francisco 49ers. This is a oh, tough game. That was me on this one. Stay with me on this one. Stay with me.
0: Well, you know what? The Niners have been playing better lately, but I'm not brave enough to pick them. Um, the football team, yeah, I don't know. The Antonio Gibson has turf toe. That's another thing that is very intriguing. So, based on what I've seen out of the quarterback play, Alex Smith is playing better than Nick Mullins. So, I'm going to go with the football team.
1: Okay. I've got another upset. I'm gonna take the Eagles to win with Jalen Hurts under center against the New Orleans Saints. Really, really, it's being played in Philly. Philly does play good defense. That is interesting. I- T- Tayson Hill's the quarterback. They're not gonna be able to run, run, run in this one. They're gonna have to rear back and throw the ball thirty to forty yards downfield. So, Taysom's going to have to sit back in the pocket and throw. Can he do that against this Philly defense? I don't know.
0: I don't know. You're 100% right. I don't know if he can do that. But I know who can have a good game against this defense, and that's Alvin Kamara. So, Duh. with Alvin in about-
1: uh, Alvin, I trust. I'm taking the same. What about Mike Thomas? Do you think Mike Thomas can have a good day?
0: Maybe 85 and a touchdown.
1: He hasn't scored a touchdown all year. Well, there you go.
0: First time for everything. You heard it here first. Michael Thomas, If you got a prop bet going, Michael Thomas is going to score a touchdown. Get all over it.
1: Get on Fan that. duel. Get on that duel DraftKings. You hear. You heard it here first. All right. Uh, I'm having. Well, I don't think this is an upset. I got Atlanta beating the Chargers. Chargers just can't win games. They're like the Jets. They just they find ways to lose.
0: My God. How is Anthony Lynn still there? Like, it's real. It's crazy. He's got naked
1: my, photos of the GM. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but my only question is this the Falcons are going to win. When are the Chargers going to score?
1: I'm oh, going God. second quarter. God, I hope it's the first quarter. <laughs> I got Herbert playing quarterback for me. I hope it's the first quarter. <laughs> Obi throws into Keenan Allen over and over again. Uh, I've got uh, Green Bay beating Detroit. That's a layup. Not even close. Packers win. I've got Pittsburgh going to go to Buffalo and beat Buffalo, and that's solely because Pittsburgh's going to play defense. They're going to get Josh Allen. They're going to they're gonna make it difficult. They're going to make it difficult, but you know what? Josh Allen's showing me
0: something. Yeah, he's showing me that he's a competent NFL quarterback, and I'm going to go with the Bills two in a row for the Steelers.
1: I actually think think the Buffalo Bills might have the best chance of beating the Kansas City Chiefs if they were to face them in the playoffs. Because Kansas City averages like 31 points a game, and you're going to have to get into a shootout with them. And I think Buffalo can do it. I think Buffalo can do it. Um, I
0: I also like their secondary, too, with Micah Hyde and Tredavious White. They can definitely – they may not be able to catch Tyreek Hill,
1: but they'll they'll be able to play defense against them. They're gonna be able to hang in there. They're gonna take some blows, but they're gonna I and mean, he can he can run all over the place. He can throw. They throw a lot. Like they throw more on first down than the Kansas City Chiefs do. Yeah. And I believe they average somewhere in the same amount of points a the game they do. So I think these are all very possible things. And the last game I think we have is I got Baltimore beating Cleveland, which will be a biz a big game. Because Cleveland Cleveland got to show who show that they're not a bullshit eight and three or bullshit nine and three. They got to come in and win this game. We're gonna see what happens right there. God help me. God help me.
0: You taking I'm, the trash show? I'm taking the Cleveland Browns. You're taking the trash show. I I'm taking TV. them. Uh, they find. I'm not saying they want me over, but I do not like how Baltimore's playing right now. So you know what. The two-headed running monster, Miles Garrett. The Browns plays decent defense. Baker Mayfield just has to get the fuck out of the way. Go make another commercial. Get out,
1: commercial. The, way. Get out cool. the way. Move Baker. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in tonight. You can catch our podcast Friday nights on Anchor, Spotify, and other podcast outlets. Um, until next time, stay faded, everybody.